people just like you have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Today it's my great pleasure to be talking with Jen. Welcome Jen. Hi Helen, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you are here to talk about the value exchange cards and that value exchange activity. I know that you have done it recently and maybe even done it a couple of times and you seem to get some pleasure out of it, some insight out of it. And when you told me that, I'm like, excellent. I want Jen to come on the podcast and tell me all about it. So Jen, what might we need to know about you and hear about from you about the value exchange activity? Maybe some context of why you were doing it might be a good place to start. Yeah, great. Well, I'm very excited to talk about it. I know we had a brief conversation and I was just oozing my gratitude because it was really a great exercise. A few months ago, we were kind of wrapping up our year and in a bit of a reflective mode. I had done a 360 review in my, my old job and just sort of going, I don't know if I'm on the right track or if this job's taking me to where I want to be in terms of my change management career. You know, I'm still fairly new in the industry, change management industry, and I just felt it wasn't going at the pace that I wanted. It took me where I needed to be for that time, but I wanted something, I think, a little bit more to help accelerate. So when I came and you know, tapped you on the shoulder for a bit of a sanity check, <laughs> I was very grateful that you introduced me and guided me to this, this, this deck, and I love, absolutely loved your map of key decision moments, because I think I've gone through about seven scenarios now and I think you've got like nine or ten in there so I'm almost a hundred percent through oh wow <laughs> I, I created the map there wasn't even necessarily a notion that it's all of those moments it was just to say to people because some people think oh oh this is when you're doing your performance review it's like well you can but there are yeah. many moments in time when you can do it and if you're listening to this podcast thinking what is this map that Helen and Jen are talking about it's a little poster and you can download it free on the website yeah, and I'm so glad it was there because I actually took it with me when we went to Perth and I thought I left it behind. So I was like, ah, I need my map because I'm very process driven, I guess, in a sense. But it wasn't even intentional. I, because I had it on me and because you can ask yourself questions to kind of understand, you know, the value that you give as well as the value that you get out of your work. And, you know, we had this discussion where we can do it in many moments. It just so happened that I was at various stages in a very quick amount of time. <laughs> and I still go back to it because I still, like I have a, a poster on my, in my, my gen den, which is my little private living room in my house. My husband's not allowed in. It's not the man cave, it's the gen den. Good for you. Um, <laughs> and I, so I did this exercise to kind of go, where am I at today? What do I feel like I'm getting out of or not getting out of that I feel that I need from my current position? you know, and then just started to explore like, well, I'm not hundred percent satisfied. So what's out there in the world for me to look at that maybe I can bring to my work and say, you know, I think I'm missing this and what can we do about it? Because I wasn't dissatisfied with the organization or team that I was working for. I just felt like I was kind of getting clipped at the wings, you know, my, my wings were getting a bit clipped sort of thing, or I wasn't being able to develop in the right ways. So this whole thing just sort of happened really organically where I saw a job posting and I went, I think I can do that. And all right, before I apply, 
let's go back to, you know, it's really helpful map and what are the questions I should be asking before I actually submit my application? So looking at the job role, a bit of the company information, I knew someone who worked at the organization and talked to them about, you know, what they had thought about their recent onboarding. And again, just sort of tried to align it with how do I see myself in the perfect role or like in a, in the situation I want to be in? And what do I think that company should be, you know, what that exchange should be basically. And it's interesting you say that perfect role, because I think sometimes people think the organization will have shaped a role that will have a particular title and particular responsibilities. And that's where the part I'm looking for, whereas the value exchange broadens that out and says actually there's value that I have that I might like to contribute to something at which point you might look at the job description and think it's not clear to me whether that's value they're seeking but then it might be that conversation I need to have in the interview or uh, there's value that I want to get out of this but it's not necessarily in the job description or necessarily maybe on the organization's website that that's the kind of value that they give back to their employees or they encourage their employees to claim from them where were you sitting with that? I think you kind of summed it up perfectly because it's so confusing nowadays with so many companies making up job titles. And I've written PDs, both from a talent acquisition and from a hiring manager role. And they're not, they're not like scientific. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they're imperfect. And so you really need to understand. It really helped in the interview because then I could say, well, I hold these values. And I said that up front, these are the values that really are important to me. I need an open and transparent team. I need to feel, um, you know, a good sense of energy and that it's give and take. So yeah, it just helped to really frame that conversation really quite nicely. And I went through two rounds of interviews and, you know, I could come back to it. And if I wasn't sure, or if I had a bit of an off feeling from the first interview, I could, I, you know, I came back to those types of things just to revalidate. Great. Now, I know that you were doing the value exchange and thinking about those value elements at the time of that job interview. You'd also done a value exchange prior to that, hadn't you, before you'd left the other role? Yeah. And I actually, so when I was looking at where I currently was and what the job offer was, I did a comparison. So. I can probably post a photo somewhere, maybe on your website, but it looks at, you know, where, what I currently saw myself as adding value and gaining value out of the current situation, but then also what I envisioned this new role based on the information in the interviews so that I could actually make that call. And what would you attribute the difference to? Like, because I'm imagining they were quite different or had differences between them. Yeah, there are a couple of similarities, which was fine, but there were big differences. And for me, it was in my current position, could I get to feeling like I was getting the value out of the organ in the areas that I wanted? Yeah. Was there a small gap or, or something like unlikely to happen? And sort of what I knew and felt from the conversations and the research I'd done on the new organization. So it was sort of weighing that out, you know, mm. basically kind of like, a pros and cons list for each one and kind of going, you know what? No, I'm quite comfortable in the decision of moving over to this new organization. And one. it took a lot of stress and pressure off of me, I felt, when I was going through the process. So I felt really calm. I didn't feel like I was rushed to make a decision, which is a really nice feeling. Like it's a wonderful way to walk into 
and well walk out of and walk into a new role so and what do you attribute that to doing the value exchange 100 percent, yeah because I've, I've never done any type of activity like that when I previously worked for a job I kind of just went you know when I came to Australia the company I worked for this was my first role and so I was like well I need to get a job I have to start earning some money because I'd not been working for two years and I wasn't a very good housewife so <laughs> it was get a hobby or get a job and I thought might as well be paid for a hobby <laughs> so I think definitely doing that exercise let put that kind of power in my hands and it's a very good and, and easy self-reflective tool like it's not complicated it's you know the way that you've built it is really quite simple and it's just identifying in that moment and what that question is at that time so what the situation is like I'm going through performance review what value do I feel like I'm adding and what value do I feel like I'm getting from the organization pick six cards you know five <laughs> cards so it's a really simple exercise but it's, I just find it really great. Like it really helps you to kind of solidify what it is that you're giving and, and needing back. And other that you mentioned the cards and picking six, there's about 44, if I'm remembering the numbers correctly, 44 <laughs> value out and 25 that's value in. When you looked at those value elements, were there things that surprised you or you hadn't considered before? Absolutely, actually. No. <laughs> When I was going through them, I was like, is this, is this an actual value add? Like heart, is that a value add? That's definitely one of mine. And so it really kind of flips the conversation on its head a little bit. We're so used to, I think, and COVID, I think, is really making us evaluate this whole working situation quite differently. But I think for a very long time, we've perceived working for a company as a privilege and an honor, where now people are pushing back more and saying, well, no, I want to feel it's a privilege and honor to have my time, actually. I love that attitude. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky um, to have me because I have this value to add. And if I'm going to give you heart, you're very lucky that I'm choosing to give heart to you. Exactly. So there were definitely cards in there that I kind of went, oh, yeah, these are valuable attributes. These are valuable contributions to any organization. You know, it's not just about punch out punch in times productivity produce 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 it's about you know the energy you bring to a team the you know all a lot of different aspects of work life that people I think are craving and want to feel more so I think it's yeah I just think it's a lovely pack that helps to kind of reset and I think modernize the way we think about work one of the things that I often find when people are thinking about the value in and they're going through those value elements, they look and think, oh, yeah, but I do that. And it's like, yes, you do do that. So that's a good thing. Rather than thinking, oh, let me not put it on the list of things going in. No, it's raise your consciousness to it is something that you are putting in, but it's also something you could choose not to put in. And when I'm going through the activity with people, they're like, oh, I've got all of these things or that I could put in. Like, and I'm asking them to choose six. It's like, yes, but which ones do you want to contribute? Not do you have them? Do you want to contribute them not only to this time 
of life, but also in this organizational context, because you may have a couple of value exchanges going on, one for the uh, work, volunteer work that you're doing, say with the Red Cross, as well as one for the organization you're in. And you might choose and think, well, that Red Cross thing, that's a bit of a passion project. So I'm absolutely putting heart into that one. But the organization, yeah, no, I don't think they would value heart. So I'm choosing not to necessarily put it in. Yeah, 100%. And even the questions that you ask, so where you're at in each stage, it really changes your your output. And you'll have similarities, I think. Mm. But I think it's, a, it's kind of like that Marie Kondo, like hold on to the one that brings you the most joy yeah. in that situation and in that context. Because there are a lot of really great cards in there and, and really great examples. It is a bit of a hard exercise going to pin them down to just five or six. But it's not yeah well also sometimes it's about saying to people of the five or six you haven't you're not making a decision right now for the rest of your life you're making a decision for this context and maybe you're saying for the next three months so for the next three months this is the value I want to focus that I'm putting in this is the value I want to focus that I'm getting out and in three months time I can change it again and that's where I think where I'm kind of often really picky on when people start talking about values. And I say, no, no, these are value elements because value elements are very contextual and can change in minutes, in hours, whereas values, pretty static, pretty stable across life. You're probably not changing those. Yeah, no, exactly. And like I said, I've gone through probably seven. I find it really interesting to kind of go, oh, that's the, the, the context is so important. The question that you're asking and the intention you're putting in that question really makes a difference. Yeah, and I'm actually, I've just started a new role and looking forward to doing, you know, there's two more questions that you've got on your decision moments that I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready for those ones, yeah. (laughs) Well, this is where part of the context because you'll be starting to understand what does the organization value such that they if you were going to contribute it that there's a nice synergy then because you can contribute many things but it's nice if you can contribute something that's on their radar of yes that's really valuable we want that and also that you can start to think oh I get a sense of the lay of the land here in terms of what you could claim in terms of what they're contributing back to you but also the possibilities of actually there's a co-creation here potential of value something for you and something for me yeah I think that's that's spot on because when you go into an organization there's you kind of go in with some preconceived notions you know based on what happened in the interview and sometimes you get into a spot and you're like oh hang on a second (laughs) this is more than I expected or not even close to what I expected and so going through that activity again just to sort of go right you know after you've been there for you know maybe more than just five days but (laughs) Maybe maybe early next week I'll be doing them again. But just to kind of go right, I'm like, is this is this what I thought? Mm-hmm. And challenge yourself a little bit because I think we kind of stick to things that we're also comfortable with, and so this allows you to think beyond that. You know, like I think we had a conversation about money. Like, of course, money is important, right? For me, it's not a key driver. It's not something that, you know, I know I'm going to get paid and I'll, I choose the wages that I choose to accept, right? So that's, once that's settled, not an issue. Sometimes money sits in as like as a hygiene factor. 
So you need it. But when the value exchange, when I'm finding people like, oh, should I put money in here or not? It's kind of like, well, it's your choice. I mean, it might be that what it is, is you want to recognize that you are, have chosen for a different level of money than you'd expected. So you may have actually said, well, I've taken a cut here on money, but that's because I'm also expecting in the mix some great development opportunities. And that was a conscious decision of mine to maybe sacrifice some money or I'm sacrificing some money because I know I'm going to get flexible working arrangements here that I couldn't get at another organization. And so it's not necessarily does money need to be there. It's like if money has a particular consideration then I want it there or if it's just no it's just the hygiene level I'm satisfied where it's at then take that off the um, ledger and think more about the ones that you want to be focusing some attention on because part of it is about of what you want in and what you want out is you're going to do some action to make sure that that is coming in and coming out whereas if the money it's like well I don't need to do anything but show up so no action (laughs) is required beyond that exactly and I think you know that could be something that changes like you said earlier so when you're going for an interview or when you're looking for new jobs you might have that sort of standard bar or that conscious decision to go I'm taking a step back so that I can take three steps forward and then once you're actually in the role you kind of go right that's sorted (laughs) now let's see what we replace it with and that's where the value exchange with different others who have done it is it about an appreciation if you have consciously chosen to change the value mix by sacrificing money then be really clear what you're getting instead and i think that's where often people kind of think oh yeah, yeah i'm getting these things and don't name them don't make a plan to get them and then when the job gets going along and things aren't working out then they start feeling dissatisfied and like i've been cheated i took a cut in the money for this and it's like well, what was this? Oh, well, you know, some development opportunities. Yeah, well, what development opportunities? And if that's what you were expecting to have the organization somehow contribute to, did they know? Did you have a conversation? Did you nut that down? So if you're kind of walking around with the sense of I made a sacrifice, but the other party doesn't know that that's what you were wanting and there wasn't a plan to make sure that you got that other value, you're in a really tricky situation then. 100%. And that's conversations you can have, you know, in your interview process, even in your review process, you know, I was ready to have the conversation with my previous employer to say, hey, I'm feeling like I'm not getting what I need out of the role. And these are the things that I feel I'm missing. Where can we fill the gap or, you know, build out opportunities to make sure that those values are, are being met? And I had the conversation in the interviews about what I need in order to feel like I'm productive or successful and this is what I can give. Mm. And I think it was a really important conversation because, and I think they were a bit surprised in the interview when I asked those things, <laughs> but it just made me feel much more connected to them. Wonderful. Yeah, which was really nice. And when I was doing the review against my current situation and what I believe the new role would be, I did look at the things that, you know, okay, I'm not getting this. You know, there were things where I wasn't sure. Can I get this from the new role? I don't know. I'm kind of assuming if I don't get it, can I live without it? Great conversation to have with yourself. Yeah. Where are the deal breakers? Yeah, exactly. And I think because the cards are a little bit surprising and we in, you know, it's not just about productivity. It's not just about, you know, grinding wheel and, you know, checking in, checking out because they talk about all types of areas of value that you add. I think that 
was a really great process to go through. And I think it opens up too in terms of the value that you can get out. And one of the things that I do, I keep an eye out on what organizations are saying. This is what we think our employees value. And they'll often, you know, have three or four things. And often in there will be something like reward and recognition and money and promotion. And when I talk to different people, they're like, none of those things for me. And I recognize this, which is why the cards got created. There's a lack of kind of vocabulary around, well, what else could there to be to want? And I get that organizations don't have all the resources in the world or all the means to do everything, which is fine. You know, that's where I think there's a, a growing up conversation that can happen. Okay, as an organization, what value might I be able to claim from you? And for the value I want that I can't claim from you, well, then I can think about, well, let's have a one-to-one -one discussion with my manager. Maybe we can do something locally or maybe I'll get it elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. One of the things too, I think in our original conversation was that there are cards in there that can mean like they sound the same, but it's your interpretation of them as well, which is really important. I think when people are, are doing this activity, it's your interpretation of what that card means to you. So there are cards that kind of sit within a similar theme. So recognition and rewards and applause, I can't, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but they all kind of sit within a theme and, and understanding what that means to you. But also when you see people's you know, list of values on their website, or like, this is what we can give to you and offer, you can challenge that and clarify that in the interview, because people's interpretation, like we pointed out, is very different. Yeah, Absolutely. I, like development's a good one people yeah. say oh yeah I want development opportunities and often I'll drill down on that so what does that look like oh well I want to gain more experience where some people are oh no 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 I wanted to go on training courses oh no 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 no, no. I wanted a mentor oh no 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 I've already got some skills I just want to actually practice my skills and get them stronger and, and sharpened and strengthened and it's like yeah all of that is possible within development and they were intentionally created to be abstract so that it yeah. forced that sense making and people couldn't just say oh yeah it's really easy to understand what it is yeah no I think that's a really valuable process to go through when you are thinking ahead, one of the things I can suggest to you, and, and you, maybe you're already in a headspace, is consider a review point that maybe in six months' time, where is it actually sitting in terms of the value that you are getting or claiming? And what I have often said to people, and it's great that you've done it at this point when you're coming into the organization, is to capture that moment in time. There's often so much excitement about like, yay, this job. And you, you're telling friends about why you chose this job and family. And you kind of remember it in the moment. And you're going to think, oh, yeah, I'm always going to be thinking that. But, you know, fast forward six months or 12 months later and things start to get a bit more tricky or difficult or familiar. And you can forget what that moment was. And if things get quite challenging, then you're like, oh, why am I here? Why did I come here? And it's really helpful if you look back and go, at that moment in time, I did a ledger, I took a photograph of it, so I can actually go back to it rather than think, what was I thinking? It's like, no, no, I thought that. But also, <laughs> I'm allowed to think something different now. It didn't have to stay that. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a really great point to make because, again, when I was going through, like, this is what I think the future role is going to be, I've only been here in this role now for seven days, right? Seven working days. Yeah. So I'm still settling in. I'm still, you know, getting to know the team, the the culture and, oh, you know, everything that they've kind of been through. So 
I think it's really valuable to go back and revisit. And I, I think you do suggest take a photo, like when you do the activity, which is really great because I had, you had a question that's actually in the pack that comes with the cards. And then there are different questions that come with the, the poster that you've created. And so I would go back to the one that I originally did, which I think in the pack is, you know, en- envision sort of the best scenario, you know, you, you're in your best place and work is the perfect match for you. What does that actually look like? And so I go back to that and I have those photos of the, each one that I've done to go back. And it's really interesting to see what carries through and what changes as well. Also, And sometimes things change because the value that you're wanting to claim for yourself, sometimes you've, you've got enough of it and, yeah. and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Your bucket's full, yeah. you know, and it's sort of like, what's the non-negotiables negotiable, negotiables, or what am I going to get from other passion projects that mm-hmm. I don't need to get from work or from a job yeah. sort, of, sort of thing. So I think that's really important call it as well is that there are different scenarios. There are different contexts. And you have to be very specific and very intentional about when you're doing that and just be in that moment wholly. <laughs> Not try to fix the whole world at once. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, and, and you don't have the ability to change those potential hypothetical things. You have the ability to adjust and adapt now in this yeah. moment, present where you are. Yeah. And I think what I really appreciated about doing it when I did was because I had done a 360, because I was doing my yearly review, I was very reflective and I was kind of going, right, what's my part in this? So, you know, what, what do I think that I'm contributing or what do I feel like, okay, I contribute those things, but I, I feel like I should be doing this more, How, holding those cards even and just going, is that what I want to be doing? Mm, not sure Mm. you know so that was kind of an interesting piece of the process as well yeah some cards just resonated more or that I was drawn to to go actually I want to pick this piece up this is a focus area that I really want to lean into when you were holding the cards was that sort of about checking in with your gut when you that kind of sense of resonance yeah 100% I'm a very gut person (laughs) And very ca- intuitive, you know. <laughs> the cards are very tactile because I've had people say, hey, you should put these on some software and people can just move them around the screen. And that may be um, a path to hidden, but I think there is something about that. I have many of these things here in a sense if I can move them around and rearrange them simply or can hold them, which I think for me creates a sense of that embodiment of that many of these things we can kind of check in with our heart or check in with our gut while we're literally holding it rather than just we're conceptually holding it. Yeah, and when you have, because we were saying before, you've got these themes, right? So you've got think cards that sound similar or maybe feel a bit similar. And so having them in front of and, and literally just like holding it and kind of holding the two and comparing, yeah, it's a very interesting process. I'm trying to find the right word for it, whether it's intrinsic. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's, a, it's that tactile component of it I think is really important it's a good connection I think I, with I often explain it as like sense making because if you've got these yeah. two things that you think are the same it's a bit like that Sesame Street thing one of these things 
is like the other not like the other exactly why, why do we think it's like the other not like the other and and because there's somebody has actually suggested or there's been a few suggestions Helen you should categorize these into themes and I'm like no 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 because I'm not categorizing because then I'm going to be putting my interpretation on what they are whereas I want each individual to kind of look at why would these two be here I think they're the same are they hmm and, and, and that, that in itself might start to feel like, oh, she's made it really difficult. I'm like, no, I've got you thinking. Yeah, I've got you thinking. I'm making you do the work. It's not difficult. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing because you said it's not a difficult activity to do, but there are some people like, whoa, gosh, that felt like it took a bit of energy afterwards. Yeah, it does. I, it's like it's, um, you have to put the work in. But I was also going to say, like, it, I feel like even in the questions, when you're asking different questions, I found in a couple of instances that cards that I would have put together in one question, I didn't put together in another question, but they they kind of got regrouped because it's the context yeah. of the question that's really key. Yeah. You made the point before that you think it's helping with a modern version of the workplace. And for me, part of that modern version of the workplace is that individuals can take some responsibility. Like, what part do I play in this rather than, oh, well, I'm in an organization now. Yay, thank goodness I've got a job. This organization's going to do and be everything for me until they kick me out, at which point I'll feel betrayed and upset. Yeah. <laughs> it puts power back in you, but accountability mm-hmm. as well. And I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle is that you have the power to create the work environment that you want within uh, not as many limitations as it once was you know like organizations have their culture they have their ways of working and all of that but I feel like this world that we're in today it challenges that and this exercise I think can help people who can help anyone but particularly if I think if you're struggling and you feel like trapped or you know I've heard people say I've been in the industry or in this job or with this company for 15 years I don't think I could go anywhere else I felt that way I felt that way after two years in an organization Mm. and it's not a very good feeling and I would never Mm. want anyone to Mm. feel that way and so this really kind of helps to take that power back and and like I said too is it gave me an opportunity to go you know what I think I'm going to take ownership and call myself out and say, I think I need to add this, like this role needs me to add more of this. And so that's something that I'm going to focus on in my own professional development. Yeah. That's really powerful. Really powerful. Yeah. And I, I I really, really enjoyed doing it, Helen. (laughs) Obviously, because I've done it seven times now. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, I kind of fast-tracked on a lot of things because this all happened really quickly, but I just could see how it would help me in those scenarios and sort of keep me in track, like, okay, I've done the interview. Is what I put down, does that still hold true? Do I need to, when I'm going into the second interview, do I need to tweak things? Do I need to think about things differently when I Mm. start the job or when I start meeting people? So that's where I'm personally at now is I've, you know, had a few days there now and I'm getting to know people and sort of mm. what the context of the culture is, understand what people in my team see as their value add and what they want to yeah. get out of the role. And I think that's really important for you to understand when you're coming into a new environment as well, or just be 
you know, I have to interview people and ask them exactly what value do you bring and what value do you get out of your job? But you can quickly insert that into conversations and sort of gradually get to know people mm. and, and then leverage the things that fill their bucket. Mm. Indeed. One of the things that I sometimes find is that people can get a view like, oh, here isn't so good over there. Like the grass is greener on the other side. And um, I sometimes quote the, the great Canadian poet, your compatriot, Justin Bieber. And <laughs> 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 a line of his song says, the grass is greener where you water it. And I think yeah. sometimes part of that taking ownership is coming back saying, okay, I'm here now. What responsibility can I take of the value that I want to contribute? And, and what, can I listen to the people around me and find what is valuable to them? Because I might be offering it, but if it's not valuable to them, then it's not valuable. That value's in the eye of the beholder. And then yeah. if there's value I want to get for myself and it's not happening, well, do I want to change what value I'm wanting because I'll go for something that the environment is providing or yeah. do I want to take some steps to talk to my manager or my boss to see what might be possible? Yeah, I think that's a really great call out. Like kind of what you were saying before is sometimes we have expectations or we've had expectations that it's going to be just all roses and green grass and blue skies. Well, and if, it's, if it's the right job and if, and if they're treating me well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then when we get in, we kind of go, oh, hang on, that was unexpected it can throw us off. And so I think having the ability to then to go, well, hold on, let me go back into my toolbox yeah. to see what, what else I can swap out if that's the right thing. And other situations, it's like, okay, no, this is not yeah. what was on the tin. Well, particularly <laughs> so they were deal breakers. It's like, no, they were the deal breakers. Yeah. Those I'm not swapping in and out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned that you have a team coming. Is this something you think you'll do as a conversation with them? Yeah, I think it's a really powerful conversation. So we have sort of a, um, a team wrap up in a few weeks. Obviously, in our first one, we talked about values, not the sort of exchange piece that you and I are talking about today. So how we want to feel and, and those types of things which is really great. But I definitely think that there's opportunity then to take that as this is the next step. Like, great, we know how we want to feel, but what do we want to put in and what do we want to get out of the work that we do? I think that's a really powerful conversation, especially for what we're, where we're at right now as a team, where we kind of have to do a bit of reflection on our ways of working. You know, like I said, it's a pretty newly established team with people coming in from different areas of the business. And so that workflow is still being kind of established, but also what are we providing as a team to the organization and to our quote unquote customers, like mm. people that we're providing products and services to and supporting. So I think that's, it's almost perfect timing actually for our team to start having and thinking about those things. Mm. It's been my experience that getting literate around value elements for yourself and knowing, you know, I care about myself probably in the first instance more than others. Let's just be yeah. honest. It's like, well, what's the value I want to get in? What's the value I want to get out? Yeah, I can see there's an exchange. To then kind of think, oh, I'm getting a sense of what this value thing is. Right, customers. What value are customers putting in? What value are customers getting out? And I think it helps with a greater sense of, well, what is that exchange going on with customers? And it also helps with the empathy with teammates. Like when I've done it as a group activity with teams, there have been often surprises. People look at the person's next to them, their value exchange ledger, and go, you're the same as me, and that's a different ledger. Huh? 
because they somehow get caught up in this egocentric view. If you're like me, then you want to put the same things in and get the same things out. Or the other thing happens is they think you're nothing like me, but your value exchange ledge is the same, which may be just more about the fact that we're both uh, parents with young children right now. So that's really influencing our context versus yeah. being somebody who's just new in the workforce and has lots of energy and new ideas, et cetera, or somebody who's a, in an older stage of life. Not, I'm not going to say they're heading to retirement, but they might be starting to think about legacy and contribution quite differently than yeah. other people. And I think too, like, so there's inside the team, but then in both instances, like my previous job, as well as this, this new role, we're looking at a team to kind of justify, but you know, there's lots of new teams that are created. What is the value that as a team we bring mm -hmm. to the organization and value statements are becoming, I think more and more prevalent. I haven't mm -hmm. seen them as often in other organizations and I'm seeing them a lot more yeah. now. And that sort of, what's our purpose? Why would you want to work with us? What can we do that's going to make engaging with us easy yeah. simpler or provide a better outcome yeah. especially you know for adoption and yeah and less workarounds hopefully which can come back to well what's the value they want to put in and working with exactly. you and what's the value they want to get out of working with you yes yeah. so there's lots of different facets that this can work from the yeah but doing the individual work i think has really helped me to then see how i can expand that out to the core change team the broader team that i'm in and the organization Wonderful. towards our customers yeah as we come to a close if somebody was like oh jen this sounds like a great give me some advice on what some tips that i might do that might be some things we just summarized that we've already said or some new ideas so what would be a couple of tips that you would say to somebody who was wondering should i do this value exchange ledger exercise so 100 percent, do it yeah. <laughs> that's the first one then just do it just do it let's borrow from um, Nike. <laughs> exactly I would say that be very intentional about the question that you're, or the context that you're looking at for that specific activity yeah. and take the time, you know, whether to just have a quiet place to, to just be on your own, to really think about it. Don't feel overwhelmed because you can always come back. <laughs> you can always change them if something mm. doesn't sit wrong, sit right. I have one of those big A3 post-it things so I had them with some sticky tape and you know, had them up on the board and enjoy the process. Like it's a really interesting process, but be very intentional. I would say be very, very intentional with that specific context that you're looking at. Be open-minded, go with your gut or your intu intuition. They are tactile and they're great for that. And if you're confused, I think between two cards, put them up there, but maybe on a post-it note or something, just write down what that specific card means to you versus the other, right? And have that conversation between the two of them of like, well, which one do you lean more to versus the other? Mm. So yeah, those are my, and, and do it more than once. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They it, come it, back it, to it. And it that is. reflection piece I've written down, mm. go back Jen and reflect. <laughs> Even for myself, I keep a record just because I'm kind of fascinated whether it's about the different context or the different gig that I'm working or the different time or the different location. I look and think, yeah, those value exchange ledgers aren't quite the same. But I do recall and have a sense that at the time with what's going on, that's what was important to me. And there is something kind of nice about being kind to yourself. Like it is what it was at that point in time. I was thinking with what knowledge I had 
with where my energy was at, where my heart and my attention was at. And I made a reasonable decision for myself. And it's a, something I'm often reminding myself when I'm doing it is this is not a judgment. I'm evaluating, yes, in terms of like what is value, but it, this is not a judgment. And so that's the kind of tip that I would say to people, just be kind to yourself and lighthearted and playful with it because you have many things of value that you contribute and many things of value you can get. And it doesn't have to be, a, it just has to be this and nothing else. There's a lot of room for flexibility to find something that works for you 100 yeah. just do it <laughs> jen this has been a wonderful conversation thank you for joining me thank you for having me i really love chatting with you about it workscapes are changing everywhere for more goodness to change your workscape visit www.beselfunlimited.com 